0: I always wanted to know who the best player was on tour simply because I wanted to actually work as hard. And then I ran into a a little guy by the name of George Knudsen out of Canada.
1: And I watched him hit the golf ball. I watched him with the wide stance, taking the club back way inside, releasing the club. One of the greatest ball strikers I'd ever seen. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the McKellar Golf Podcast. My name is Lon Stornigan, and this week I'm joined uh, for the first time, I might add, by my good pal, Mr. Jeff Shackerford uh, Amongst many other things, Jeff is a contributor to McKellar Magazine, and we spend a good chunk of the podcast discussing a piece he's written for the new issue about the South Course at Tory Pines, at site of next week's U.S. Open. I'm not going to give anything away in this introduction, you're going to have to listen to the whole show to find out what Jeff thinks about Tory Pines. But before we get to that, I have to do my usual selling. First up, uh, mckellarmagazine.com shop. The brand new edition of McKellar number no. five is out now and it is, in my very humble opinion, the best edition we've done. Uh, selling really, really well, so thank you for that. If you've got your copy, and uh, then thank you. If you haven't, my goodness, uh, at shop One more piece of McKellar Commerce. Uh, most good magazines wait until their fifth issue to throw a launch party. And McKellar is no different, haha. Uh, on June the 25th and 26th, we'll be celebrating a new issue in the start of the summer uh, with uh, readers on the beautiful island of Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Uh, you can join co-founder Thomas Dunn and a pack of special guests for golf at Farm Neck and the Royal and Ancient Chappaquiddick Links. Uh, there will be friendly competition, food trucks, music and prizes worth coveting. As long as the Vineyard's famous skunks keep their distance, it promises to be a fantastic time for all. The field is limited to 24 players and Tom tells me uh, he's only got four spots remaining so head over to mckellamagazine.com slash shop slash events to reserve your place today. That's mckellamagazine.com slash shop slash events. It should be a fantastic weekend. Oh, and one more thing before we delve into the podcast. Uh, no doubt most of you have been reading shackerford.com for many, many years. I know I have. I have now subscribed to Jeff's new newsletter, uh, the Quadrilateral, uh, on the Substack platform. It's a brilliant way to keep up with... Uh, Uh, daily news and events as they pertain to the major championships. It's everything you would expect from Jeff which is uh, really well written and obviously very well informed at quadrilateral.substack.com get yourself over there and get subscribing. Okay that's enough of the commerce let's get on with the show. Welcome to the 1992 Southern California, intercollegiate champion. <laughs> no, no, not champion. Second place individual. Says, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> don't, go, don't go too far there.
1: At the uh, Tory Pines golf course in 1992. Jeff Shackelford. How you doing, Jeff? Can, what, what do you remember about that tournament?
0: Uh, not a lot. I remember that Kevin Riley, who won it, I think he beat me by uh, six. Uh, I played with him that the final round, and he was uh, much better than I was. He was a very good player at the time in Southern California, and his brother, Chris, uh, went on to play the tour and is now a college golf coach. He, uh, he, it was, it was, it was opening because, uh, you know, at the time San Diego was, well, it still does producing a lot of great players and the Riley's were, were really outstanding. Uh, and I remember about four or five shots and, uh, I, and then I obviously I have fond memories of, of it because I played well and I made a lot of putts. Probably like Phil Mickelson, that's part of the reason I'm better about the redo of the course. But 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 really, it is deeper than that. The, the the green complexes were had a lot more character. They weren't masterpieces then, but they they had character, and I had a lot of fun you know, using imagination around the greens, which is not something that happens now at Torrey Pines. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't around Melbourne, but it, it was more interesting, and uh, it was fun to play well and be in contention. And they had, they had the rough really high. At the time, so it was it was uh, a proper test, as you might say, and it it was uh, 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 that and one other tournament I played well, and that was about it. The um, (laughs) two others,
1: Uh, you know, I I had no idea, and I don't think people know this about you. I've known you for a long time, and that you were a really, I mean, you were a really good player. I mean, that's you know, it takes, uh, but I wonder playing with a guy like that, Kevin, was that a when you see guys like that did you know well i'm i'm a decent player but i'm not
0: no at the time i just took it as uh, motivation to to keep trying to get better <laughs> i didn't i did it wasn't one of those where i went okay well i need to fold up uh, the tent and give it up uh no i was 20 uh years old uh well let's see 21 almost 20 yeah 20 going on 21 and i was uh yeah i was seeing that as okay this is what i have to do to get better and and i was thrilled to play uh, well and contribute to the team at pepperdine and and uh but no at the time i do yeah i mean some people do have those moments where they see somebody playing the game a certain way but uh, i i didn't have that epiphany at that time
1: here um, you mentioned pep i should have said you played at pepperdine uh what about pepperdine uh national champions did you did you watch much of
0: it I watched it all. I screamed at the TV. I agonized. I, I uh, uh, just, you know, it, it, it's such a great format. I think, and I think they've hit such a home run with it because it, it. Uh, I know people want to whine and moan about uh, the number one team not winning a match, but it's golf. Okay, it's it's a it's a goofy sport. No matter what you do, you can't engineer uh, a ranking uh, to uh, be reflected in the the outcome of a tournament. And I think it's sensational. And they had depth this year, and the depth is really something that's uh, highlighted in that format. plus, but still, even then, as you, know, Oklahoma showed you can one or two people off their game, It's golf, It's goofy. And uh, that can be the difference in even a, an elite team like that. So I, I just thought it was amazing to see what they've done, knowing what they have to work with versus other programs. And I uh, just couldn't be more proud of of how they carry themselves. Uh, you know, these days, as you know, Lawrence, you can you can hear some players talk, and you really wish they wouldn't keep talking. And, boy, the Pepperdine guys, you just love hearing what they have to say and their, their attitude and their passion for the game. And they're all uh, different. They play the game, each one of them a little bit differently, yeah. and they don't swing like they're right out of the – of a cookie cutter mode and they just know how to play golf. They have golf instincts and that's such a credit to Mike Beard and Blaine, the assistant coach who do, they, they just recruit um, good people and uh, know how to, to, to help them at the right times. And Chris Ambry was part of that. It was nice. They, they mentioned his role this year. And, and so uh, just, just uh, really cool to see what, what they've put together.
1: I, uh, I'm guessing that uh if they had a collective SAT test, Oklahoma State uh, would be comfortably <laughs> beaten by Pepperdine. I mean, because the kids have to. It's proper school at Pepperdine. Yeah, and yeah. that's
0: something I've told you about and people sort of laugh at when you mention it to them. And it's nothing against Texas or Oklahoma. Okay, well, maybe not Arizona State. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, Pepperdine, uh, you have to go to class. There's are small classes. This is in normal times, obviously. Yeah. Uh, although I would imagine in the Zoom era they were just as um, serious about academics and you you really have to be engaged in class and, and be part of it and you can't miss much and for a golfer that is, um, you know, we I, I'm sorry but some of these programs uh, I think they're kind of little mini PGA Tour incubators and they're not, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great school, and and it's a very practical education, and because of the fact that you have to go to class, and uh, I can, yeah, I still look back on, I had a public speaking class, I just hated, I hated it, uh, I loathed going to it, but I, yeah, I look back on it now, and that, and some things related to, to learning how to use computers at the time, <laughs> which 1992. One ninety-two. Uh, we we were not on the internet, so I look at all that, and then I think about what they're doing today, and knowing that nothing's changed. In fact, the people who get into Pepperdine are even better students than ever before. It's it's just remarkable. Yeah,
1: it's brilliant. Uh, the only uh, that's enough rah rah Pepperdine. How, yeah. How, how, uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll gloss over Ken Starr as uh, president at Pepperdine. Oh yeah, for, yeah,
0: yeah. We don't want to talk about
1: that. We don't want to talk about Ken, Ken Starr. Yeah, the reason I, I don't think you've law heard of school, me. law
0: school. not Oh, we see the, the law school. Oh, sorry, I thought yeah, he was the overall. School. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, no, just the law school. Yeah.
1: Um, well, again, just to finish on Pepperdine, uh, my one uh, experience here, I went to the campus. Uh, um, uh, Floyd Landis had his, inter- his case uh, in the International Court of ar- Arbitration uh, was held. On the campus at uh, at Pepperdine, he was trying to get reinstated. I remember mm-hmm. sitting with having a coffee with Floyd Landis, and he's looked at me straight in the eye and said, "I'd never took drugs."
0: Oh. <laughs> these guys are just so. Uh, you met him for coffee in Malibu, and uh, yeah, or something. And, yeah, yeah, and
1: uh, yeah. So I had half an hour. Yeah. It's just amazing how I mean the the yeah. these the, uh, these people can just look you in the eye and and, and lie to you. It's uh, quite yeah. I, It never surprises me. Here, the reason we got you on, Jeff, uh, you've written a piece. Uh, for the brand new edition of Mckellar about uh, Tory Pines, um, Reese Jonesy's uh, redo. Uh, we'll come we'll come on to that a minute uh, in a minute, but um before we get there, i I don't know how much you can say or or how much you can reveal. Uh, but uh, the u s. women's Open was at uh, the late course at, at Olympic Club last weekend. Uh, Gil Hans is uh, up to redo the place. Uh, I think you're doing a bit of work with them on that. I mean, is that is it is it all all systems go there, or what's the latest with the uh, redo? Uh,
0: yeah, the club has commissioned Gil to do a master plan for all 36 holes, and uh, I've provided some of my insights. That was one of my other really good college tournaments. Uh, I actually have a, a on oh my God, uh, this is. <laughs> No, no, there were only three. There were really only three. And you've hit on – the way, yeah. and I i have it on video. I've got to find it. I made a great putt on 18 but before the green. The green is much softer now. Um, that putt that Lexi left like nine feet short uh, on 18 Sunday, um, I had a putt off to the side of the green. that if it didn't go in, it, go, it went off the front of the green. And I knew it over the, over the putt. So that green has changed. But, no, I, I gave um, – Uh, I've worked with Gil on, on a few things and and this one, uh, it's just still in the information stage and, uh, putting together for both courses and the whole property. And, and he's presented, um, the outlines of a plan and that's about all I know. And, and I, am just going to mind my own business and look forward to the opportunity if the, if the members, uh, agree to uh, improve it because I do, I do love the place it's it's uh, there is something special, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. But about tournaments, there I don't even know how to entirely pinpoint it. Um, but I know you were out there watching, and it, it there is something magical about championship golf at Olympic Club in in June for for a number of reasons I think, and uh, it does test every element of your game. <laughs> it, it's it's again, it's not there aren't any model holes out there that you'd say um, you want to copy, but boy wow. it it puts players through a, a an incredible test and i and I just love I mean look at the, the scores last week look at the disparity between the top and the bottom yeah. how it spread the field out and i I think that's a, a, a really a sign of a of a great setup and, a, and a, an excellent test the um
1: uh, yeah well uh, you weren't actually on the on the premises I, I'll I'll come on I mean you're the guest uh, fire away if you want some of my views but I how, you weren't on the premises uh, weirdly uh yeah I, I wanted to be there but oh, I well yeah uh, we we'll, we'll, uh, we'll just COVID uh, we'll, uh, USGA. yeah cool yeah but the uh how do you think it looked I mean on TV I mean as much as you can tell on TV I mean do you I thought
0: it looked I thought it looked uh you know they've they've redone the bunkers so one of the things that i'm I've been very passionate about with with bending Gill's ear um and just sharing my familiarity with the course and and having been to the 1987 open with my dad I went back I was there in 98. Uh, I saw the Bad Hole location on yeah. Friday. Uh, I was there in, in 2012. Uh, so I've seen those opens. And the bunkers, they, they changed in um, the early 2000s uh, in advance of the uh, the 2012 open. So I saw it before, played it a lot before. And the bunkers, again, they weren't like Riviera's bunkers, but they they had a nice old-aged Vibe to them, and they were they they were tan color like the clubhouse, and uh, now they're just they're sort of bright white. They've been redone by a, a, a with a f- very Florida look. They're very clunky, and the way they they uh, kind of tie into the greens is goofy. Uh, I mean, that we had a player take an unplayable lie because she could not take a stance because the face was so steep, and they they have the liner underneath. Her ball was embedded, but she couldn't take a stance and had to take an unplayable. That's that kind of thing shouldn't be happening. Um, so. I thought it looked sensational I liked that they made last minute setup changes to ensure that it was uh, it didn't get out of control and or, or because the players were kind of horrified it sounded like early in the week although that we know that now that's kind of a typical thing in majors um, but I, I thought it and then the sun came out on the weekend so yeah. uh, it was just uh, beautiful to watch and I, I fell for Lexi because uh, she hit a couple of tee shots that were just off and she got horrendous lies but um, her wedge around the green was the killer and and uh it, those were some ugly she had some ugly chips there on the back nine but you, you just knew it was coming because of uh, not because of her but olympics history it just it just happens a lot there
1: well it's uh, a couple of things uh, on lexi uh, you knew it was coming I, I just wonder what with that technique uh she's got such a hang on a bit i better be careful here i bit choose my words carefully but the uh it's very unorthodox in every single aspect, and you just wonder how that that kind of technique holds up under the the mm. the biggest biggest. Well, I
0: didn't feel like her misses were that bad. I just felt like, with the with the with the ball striking the, the now with the wedge in her hand. Oh, but anyway, goodness. that was a different story. Yeah.
1: See the uh, the bunkers again. This is not my. I'm more of a kind of broad brush guy. I'm not obviously yeah. a details guy like you when it comes. to this. It just struck me that the bunkers are so deep. Well, and that's uniformly yeah. deep. Uh, it's, it's, Correct. It's uh, you you, you yeah. don't mind, in terms of bunker, you, you don't mind the occasional very deep bunker, but every single bunker in the golf course, you you're ba- you can barely see people's, you know, heads poking yeah. over the top. It's yeah. uh,
0: well, they evolved, and so when they came in, you know, one of the things that that we do when I work with Gil is we try to take into account evolution. You want to embrace some of the evolution of what happens with a bunker. But sometimes you just have to take some things down, the buildup of the sand. And so they didn't do that. And then they also deepened them to put in this system of drainage and liners. And so the, the function kind of overtook the form. And I think that's what Gil would, would uh, hope to kind of get back. And I, I, from what I understand, um, the, I think the members would be happy with that too. Because those are, those are brutal bunkers for, for, uh, for member play. <laughs> As well as for the best players in the world. I mean, having played it a, a few times in recent years, I mean, it
1: is it's bru- it is brutal, uh, unless yeah. you're extremely skilled. Uh, a couple of the greens, look to me, look a bit... Uh, seven looks... Which is, could be is quite a cool hole, actually. I thought they used well, it really yeah. well.
0: So uh, seven and eight are the biggest, really awful changes. I used to... Uh, I just adored the old eighth hole. It was, it was kind of goofy uh, in a weird way, because the Cypress overhung. Yeah. <laughs> and when I played there in college... We were hitting a six iron if the if there was any breeze, which is uh, things have changed a little bit because um, it was uphill, heavy air, and into the wind. And yeah, I remember I vividly remember hitting uh, six a few times also because I had to keep it under the the overhanging cypress. But they redid Robert Trent Jones redid the seventh. Bill Love came in and redid it again. Um, the old seventh was a three tier green. Now it's a two tier. The old three tier was kind of fun, but it got too steep for modern speeds, and then eight was just this beautiful. It was one of the most photographed holes when you go back through the old magazines. It was a beautiful little two-tier green blind shot um, or blind in that you couldn't see the the putting surface, and um, you kind of gauged whether you got on the upper tier with a back pin by the people standing behind the clubhouse. Feels like it was on yeah. top of you, and then they yeah you know, they just they they changed it, and um, I, I can't say what what we've proposed and and uh, what Gil's gonna try to sell to the to the group but um i i, I hope we can get back uh, a little bit more character on those two holes that i feel like is lost they just look a little modern the uh there that green on is pretty dull the
1: other thing i don't know if you can give me uh, tell people give people some insight into this is uh half of the that beautiful amphitheater behind the eighth green half of it was was roped off
0: yeah uh, uh, any idea what's going on there yeah multiple people broke ankles in the u s open uh, last time there um it was if you go back and read some articles it was a it was a news story. they had a lot of injuries and uh, so the usga wisely fence that off and um i definitely think that uh that would be part of a, a hans design i think it's safe to say a hans design master plan will will make one of uh, uh one of the great amphitheaters in golf uh, great it, again i mean it really <laughs> it, it, re- it really is I, again, oh, it's amazing i mean, I mean and it, you it, see the pictures in 2012 it's the sea of people's incredible and you can imagine in the Ryder cup what that'll be like uh but uh they did the wise thing because you know the air is heavy a little bit of moisture on the grass and it's very easy to to go down uh the, too easy uh, uh, the great
1: photographs from sunday on that
0: the amphitheater on 18 that oh,
1: yeah. uh, looked wonderful it's just a yeah. shame that the eight that, ate. that it is a very very tough spectator course I, I mean it really is it's quite a quite a walk uh you're basically w- w- you're walking side hill m- most of the time oh yeah, uh, yeah. but uh so uh, but it was it's uh that well i don't know what the capacity was i mean maybe been 20 25 but it was a brilliant experience uh mm. me and my kid we walked out and we, we actually went one day and it was so good we had so much fun we went back for the second day we, we we loved it 40 dollars for a ticket parking on site you parked on the 15th at, uh the on the ocean course I, and then just walked over two minutes. Uh, I don't know how you. Well, well, I actually had the experience of of uh, going through the uh, the entrance. Uh, I guess experience. I, what was the public? What was the public stipulations? What were they saying you? I can't remember what the USJC said about you know. Well, we're letting spectators in. Do you? We had to bring proof of tests. Did did I see that or?
0: Yeah, that was that I believe the policy was identical there as it's supposed to be at uh, Tory Pines masks and um proof of uh vaccination or a test within 72 hours. Yeah. Well, that, that a negative test.
1: Well, <laughs> let 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 me tell you that that was uh that was not <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, that there was, was no uh you walk in and uh the yeah, are you do you have covid? Uh, no. Uh, have you been vaccinated yes okay on you go Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well so much for those stringent uh standards and there was
1: uh i think there were i was in terms of mask wearing i would say it was maybe 20 percent of mask wearing
0: yeah that's uh, what came through on tv and um yeah so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that at tory pines as well next week, especially because California is supposed to essentially we're, we're calling it the reopening on Tuesday. But uh, but remember, there are a lot of people on the property who are, who, who are not vaccinated, namely players and USGA staff um, who are coming from from all over the, the world and countries. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how that goes over with with spectators being asked if they're asked to do that to protect the players. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird
1: maybe, one. Maybe the uh the spectators need to be protected from the players. Uh, well, that's
0: yeah, there's that view too, but yeah. Uh, uh, the other we'll
1: things yet J- again I'm not seeing anything breaking new ground when I say this. It really is uh going to watch women's golf is uh, it, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it really is there's some great players There's some pretty bad players as well, but again that's true of any uh t- tournament. Well, Olympic Club is is, nice.
0: if, if for for you know, a U.S. Open qualifier, you're wonderful, yeah. you, good for you. But you're you're stepping up to another another category of test of golf, and it, like we said, the, the the scoring showed that it just really uh, highlighted how good the elite players are in the women's game. But you know, there's there's down down on the, the, the there's a lot to learn for that next uh, tier player to move to the next level. Right. Totally,
1: there's some uh, great players coming through as well. We followed um, Rachel Heck. Obviously, um, Uh my fifteen-year-old son seems to have a crush on Rachel Heck, and we followed uh, Rose Yang. Yeah, Sang. Sorry, Uh, with her dad on the bag, you would love this, Jeff. Uh, The dad might be the worst bunker raker I've ever seen. I mean, (laughs) it really offended me. He, uh, I mean, these players are playing for. I think it was a purse that was five million dollars. Yeah, and this clown Mm. is, uh, you know, raking a bunker like he's down at Mill Valley Golf Course. Uh, he would get he would get kicked off the, the golf course if he raked it at uh, the bunker that way. And our local muni, it's absolutely uh, scandalous. So hopefully he gets kicked off the bag very soon. This, Stanford seems to have a uh, <laughs>
0: <Ugh>. unbelievable. <laughs>
1: uh, they had uh, they had the uh, uh, mega gan. Uh, she uh,
0: God, high school terrific. junior uh, Zhang, the high school. Can senior. you believe she's a junior? Can you believe she's a junior in high school? She carries herself like a like a 30-year-old. or thir- I mean, She just was so impressive in every way. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Tom
1: Dunn, uh, co-editor, co-founder of McKellar, he, he knows the family uh, from the New Jersey uh, Golf Association. He said that uh, she is uh, as advertised, uh, as it says on the tin, she is authentic, mm. as you saw. Yeah. Wonderful kid, super smart, super talented, great family. They do things the right way. Uh, just uh, fantastic, uh, and
0: and she's arguably the first player you could sort of point to as a a graduate of some of these these grow the game programs yeah. that we we that, that actually are the ones that are not necessarily first tee. We've had a lot of good first tee players, but that always that wasn't originally a grow the game program. That was a life lessons thing that's morphed into a grow the game. But she's really you know the first one that's that's sort of uh, you know some of the girls uh, initiatives and the, the drive chip and putt. And, uh, I think that's part of the reason. I mean, obviously she's got a brilliant mind and, and uh, heart, but those experiences have to have also made her prepared for that moment. Cause she, uh, to be put in that moment on national TV and, and Olympic club playing, you know, sunny when the sun's out there, that place just gets so, uh, just difficult it just it just dries out and it, it it's shiny and she just uh, I mean she struggled a little on Saturday but she got it around she had nothing and she she still you know our uh it's that that blows my mind that's just uh that's a place that exposes somebody who's not on their game and she she was brilliant uh the uh
1: yes yeah, three on Saturday I mean she had that blip but even on Sunday she, yeah, had, she got she,
0: it around yeah she got it around
1: back 90. yeah and then
0: yeah Saturday's bad start and recovered and it's just awesome
1: uh the uh it's a quick word for uh, my favorite shan shan feng just uh, just amazing uh we were giggling at our 10 year old golf shoes they looked like rebox something from 2004 or something huh. uh phenomenal great golf swings I mean, she had a chance on sunday uh, really followed the, the court i mean women's golf is in a <laughs> phenomenal place right now and it can only uh can only get better yeah to- and
0: it's I, you know, we've been talking about it for years, and it was nice to see Mike Wan <clears throat> finally comment on that recently, but they really do – they have have—they—they have not put a priority on venues, and, and we just see when you put them on a venue either that we know like Olympic or one like Wilshire where uh, it brings in a few more eyeballs just because people want to see the course, but it also gives them a chance – to To show off their skill, that they they just play so many um, average golf courses, and so uh, what the RNA, USGA, and PGA are doing, PGA of America, and I guess throwing Augusta too with with the women's amateur, but m- mainly the three three organizations using their men's championship. Basically, they used to use those as a way to force somebody to take a senior open or an amateur, yeah. and now they're now they're using it to force them to take a women's open. Or to get back kind of in the good graces or or, or just to just take the their women's championship like Baltusrol is going to host uh, the KPMG after this redo by Gilhans. Yeah, it's just going to be – I just think it's going to really elevate the women's majors in the next five years. And that's that's just great. I think it's the best thing that the, the governing bodies are doing at the moment, to be honest. yeah um, I-
1: it's great that I've just some so many things because we have talked to you quite often. Yeah, we have uh, the trash story pie, yeah. too. I mean, oh, well, well, we're going to get there, sorry. Awful. But uh, just something you mentioned, you mentioned about Bel Air. And I saw something you tweeted, which I thought was really uh, smart, is just uh, how amazing uh, 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 City Golf is. You golf against the city back, the the cityscape, yeah. you know, that backdrop, and you mentioned Bel Air. I mean that.
0: Oh uh, Wilshire, Wilshire,
1: Oh, sorry, Wilshire. Sorry. Um, Although
0: Bel Air's Bel Air's kind of going to be amazing when the women's amateurs there and the Curtis Cup because it's, well, I'm not going to say it's in the city. It's in one of the most expensive neighborhoods on the planet Earth, but but it is it, Sunset Boulevard, UCLA, yeah. uh, views of the city. But Wilshire really is in the heart of the city and i you know i got into that because of rancho park here used to host uh well i went to an la open i'm old enough to have been there when arnold palmer made his <laughs> his run in the 83 la open um uh, which was one, still one of the loudest most exciting things i've ever seen and um then it hosted the lpga and uh, i caddied in the champions tour event there the senior tour uh the security Who's daddy for sorry uh dewitt weaver Oh. Uh, who recently passed away, actually. Uh, that was quite an experience. He, uh, he was a lot of fun to work with, uh, but a little, little kooky on the greens. And I mean, like he, we we're <laughs> 10 minutes or 15 minutes before the tee time, he was hitting putts and he just, he just stood up from a putt, uh, pulled out, went to his pocket, pulled out the car keys and just held it in front of my face. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, go get the other putter. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was stuff like that. We played behind Bert Yancey, who unfortunately had a, a meltdown um, at the end of the final round, and and uh, that was bizarre to watch. Uh, playing behind him, and um, but it was it was great, great fun. Um, and uh, when you're, and that was when Trevino was playing and the Champions Tour. Although I think Rancho Park, if they had a championship event now, would get great crowds too, because it's literally in the middle of the city. You can take public transportation. There's neighborhood parking, and there is just something about the energy you get from a public venue. But then also one, even if it's not public, uh, when you're you're in that surrounding city, there's that sort of uh, buzz, and and the players are a little bit different um, for some reason. You know, you're I, I guess because you're not at some remote country club or some suburban sleepy place, but you're, you're in the city or you feel a little more energized. Uh, you know, the women you just talked to them at this year, it wasn't the case at Wilshire cause they had a strict, uh, no going out to dinner policy, which has really helped their, their COVID situation, which I wrote about on the blog actually the other day, I was a little disappointed. Nobody, nobody really noticed them <laughs> or commented on the post, but I, I reached out to the LPGA about their COVID numbers and they've been quite sensational given right. their travel schedule. But anyway, um, so it's just something that it highlights uh, that on television and, and, and just the overall energy, it really is special. I mean, we don't have a lot of places, mid-cities uh, in mid-city that are, that are tournament-worthy, but we've had more and more public courses kind of go uh, under the knife or get rejuvenations and so I, I, it's, it's low on the list of things that people think about. But in terms of getting spectators out and um energy it's fantastic whether those places have the space for tournaments i don't know and um but boy we had some great times here when the champions tour was at rancho it was just it it was just something really special and and also because those guys had played it in the la open too so uh they had a they had a soft spot in their heart for it as well
1: and we're going to i promise you we're going to come to the uh, 2021 u.s open um in a minute, but the 2023 U.S. Open at LA Country Club, how do you think that will be? How will that look?
0: I well, that'll know. have some of that. That'll really, you talk yeah. about a middle-of-the-city venue. Uh, mean Wilshire Boulevard goes right through the middle of the property. Uh, you can see downtown LA. You can see LAX. You can see you, know, you can see the Hollywood sign from the south course. You can't see it from the north, but you can see the Griffith Observatory, uh, helicopters, oh. uh just general city craziness kind of going on. Although then, when you get down to certain holes on the course, what what really is one of the most magical places in all the golf, you have no idea you're in the middle of the city. and that's I think part of the allure of of the of the course is that you look at it and you see this uh, this this cool old design, and then you look up and there are these office buildings and and it's just uh, uh, again, it's just unusual and um, and I think it's gonna work really well as a venue i know people just think of la traffic and but ucla is very nearby where most of the parking will be and century city has a lot of hotels and we're supposed to have some interesting public transportation elements finished by then i don't i don't know how those are doing but i I think it's going to be and then on television the way they're starting to capture these courses with drones and uh the blimp shots it's it's uh I mean, you got a glimpse of it in the Walker Cup, but I think with the Open, it's going to be... It's just going to be incredible.
1: Uh, I was actually... I was at that Walker Cup, and it was thrilling. It was just a thrilling experience. Uh, part of that is walking down the fairways, which obviously well, you won't yeah. be doing at the US Open. There's nothing like that. Yeah, um, but it's uh, it's a... Oh, i can't i can't wait for that anyway the 2021 us open starts next week this is why we have you on you've written a piece for mckeller tory pines i'm going to give you the script the tv script one of the most beautiful golf courses in the world and with will be the, the the guy on the kite just going over the cliffs uh so we can we can safely put that in the, the bank that's uh, going to be happening yeah. but uh tory pines uh Redone by Rhys Jones, and I think it's two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Re-redone. You always know yeah. when this is the re-redone. I think when you get to the third re, then you were really Gosh. in trouble. Uh, a yeah. redone in, in nineteen. Basically, I, 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 actually, I don't. Being a super-prepared podcast host, I don't. I don't have the magazine in front of me, but I, I can remember the first line. Uh, Tory Pine sucks is the first line. Uh, that so, would
0: be that would be my article. Yeah, not, yeah, that'd not, be your that be your magazine. article. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. So I. Uh, What's so bad about Torrey Pines?
0: Well, I try to explain in the piece, and, and I can condense it here, because I love, I love the property. You established it. Yep. I, I played tournament, one tournament decently there, so Seconds. I should naturally love it. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful property. It really is one of the great properties of golf. And the reason I use the word sucks first time ever, and I, I, yeah. I it pained me to do it, because I love San Diego. I love the area um i'm so impressed with what they've done in terms of the maintenance it's it's not an issue this time around but it's such an under-realized uh, property in terms of potential and it's kind of gotten architecturally worse they've lost so many trees that the views have gotten better although i was watching the 2008 u.s open last night and the the um the loss of trees was it was something and, you know they removed trees for that open eucalyptus and stuff but now the loss of the torrey pines uh was really noticeable watching that replay last night. And um, so that has helped the views, but it, you'd like to see the Torrey Pines since it's a, such an unusual tree and really only relegated to that one area on the planet um, be surviving. It's not a good sign. So it's it's mostly the bo- both golf courses are just not uh, what they could be. And when you see some of the things around it, and that's what probably really annoys people like me and, and people who care about architecture. Although you you talk to the locals, more people would rather play the North than the, than the South. Very few people have a great thirst to play the South unless they're just trying to check off a, a U.S. Open course list. It's just um, it's such a, 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 a nice property that is um, really kind of going against everything the USGA is trying to. To push now with sustainability they just have so many acres of turf that are wasted with with water and irrigation um they don't really get the course and using the canyons quite right they're trying again in this latest wave of redos uh with the fourth hole which did not function well in the last us open and <clears throat> i'll be curious given the forecast uh which is for not a lot of fog at the moment we'll see that could change if that fairway gets running, I'm not sure the way they've redone it will will solve the problem. And that should be a spectacular haul, and it could end up being a goofy one again. Um, but it's just uh, – and then you have just knowing what the old green complexes were like and what Reese Jones did to them, and just everyone's kind of up, left, bunker, left, bunker, right. You just pull out a lob wedge whenever you miss a green. It's uh, it's a good U.S. Open test in the sense that it'll it'll make you hit it straight and hit greens uh if that's your thing but in terms of creativity uh shot making moving the ball there's not a lot of that out there and um and so it doesn't really function well as a day-to-day public course now the south and and then as a u.s open course it's it's again it's fine but uh when you know and this is the key point when you know the amount of money they have (laughs) spent uh, and, and so much attention to cart paths. Obviously, irrigation systems are very expensive now, and they just had to do it. But, but cart paths and crappy bunkers and um, uh, attempts to get things right, it's, it's so depressing. It's just such an unbelievable amount of money. And, and it's not like it, it came from profits from the golf course and the, and the um, Parks and Recreation Area, whatever they call their department. And, uh, but, boy, that's, it's a lot of money. Um, just briefly, I mean, it's hardly
1: the point, but the daily greens fee for out um, out of towners is whew, it's uh, I think it might be is it it's two north of two fifty I think, and then there's yeah.
0: the... Uh, yeah. You know, if you, you I think like the residence is 60 to 70 well, or that, so, that's,
1: something that, like that. that's kind of the goal. The context is everything, to Jeff read, it's you're saying that when you see what's around it you're talking about is it the state park to this two know. things
0: yeah yeah the state park which is extraordinary if you're ever in the area and you you like any kind of a hike it's not a big deal it, uh, it's a general trails but it's a, a stunning park you know and it's a protected uh resource for that reason a national uh has a national designation it is uh it's just beautiful and 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 obviously the property where the golf course is is what was was bulldozed for a number of different uses and then re and then turned back into a golf course or turned into a golf course in the 50s but uh that said you can go over to that park and see what the land must have been like and try to gained a little inspiration at least for the outer edges of the course and 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 again they have tried to get the holes closer to the uh, the edges the third Fourth uh, and the seventeenth is is, is so, going to be yeah. much better this time around yeah. than it, and, and, you know when I played in that that college tournament the the the, the canyon was marked as with big OB stakes and, and you know and I was in architecture then so it just pissed me off to no end like why is a why is a, a, a what should be a penalty area now as they call it why is it got OB on it and uh, it just took the, the the joy of trying to play a risk reward tee shot out and um, but anyway so when you see what's gone on over there with the land and how it evolved and the trees and the dunes and the, uh, or, or, or I call it a dune scape because it's a sandy, uh, unusual plant sage scrub look. Um, and then when you, if you ever are down there, so if you want to take a hike, then go over to the lodge and have a, have a glass of wine or something and sit on the patio. The lodge at Torrey is one of the most stunning hotels yeah. in the world. Now I have a bias because Southern California had these two architects, uh, the brothers named the Greens, Charles and Henry Green, and they did uh, these amazing craftsman buildings that there's just nothing like them in the world. Several of them are protected. Uh, It's sort of a mix of Frank Lloyd Wright and other arts and crafts style, and uh, the attention to detail and the furniture, and anyway, and the look. You know, it's just got this perfect look for Southern California coastal vibe, and what they did there, the architects, which I go into in the piece, is uh, to take their their concept. I mean the knockoff they did of what they of this handcrafted architecture is it's just beyond belief. And it just so beautifully fits the, the Tory Pine, the look, the vibe, and then and you know the passion and, and the, the care that was put into creating that look. And obviously for profit, it's a very expensive hotel. Um, but then you then look out on the golf course and you see that those values were not part of what took place on a property, uh, that, that deserve that. Uh, that's why it, it's, um, uh, it's, a it's, it's annoying and upsetting or bothersome and,
1: hey, and, you-
0: uh, and knowing the amount of money that what you could do with that money, it's, um, and also then also the water waste just is uh, brutal so yeah
1: just on the lodge uh it is it's you're right it's absolutely magnificent uh, ruined only by might be the ugliest clubhouse uh, oh oh yeah. my god and so. the
0: ownership has tried relentlessly to to get that torn down and well, rebuilt for one obviously selfishly because it blocks their view of the sunset um from parts of the hotel but it's just awful. It's it's, just, yeah, it's just awful. It's, it's,
1: uh, it's incredible. Uh, people who haven't been there, it's uh, basically a two two story building. I think. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. The, and the ground floor is just a cart barn. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and the top floor is this incredibly. It's like a nineteen, yeah, nineteen eighties Eastern European kind of yep, look. Yep, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dark. Uh, and then you and turn te- to your
0: right, and there's just this stunning architecture. This beautiful building. And yeah. You know, every detail imaginable. And frank, frankly, the lodge at Pebble Beach you know, should have done something like what the lodge at Torrey Pines did. The lodge buildings at Pebble Beach are very kind of mundane, they're, the way they're redoing them. And you see that, and you see what this place is. It's like, oh, wow, this is beautiful.
1: Uh, the uh, You wrote in a piece that uh, you reckon that, that there's more unreal – the line is more unrealized potential than any course on the planet. And I, I think you're right. I, 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 I actually – Walked it a couple of times last summer. I uh, didn't. Uh, my, our kid made a Cal State Arm shot seventy-seven. He doesn't want the world to know, on the South Course off the tips. Uh But you are right. Uh, seventeen is a wonderful. I mean, that's a hole. You look at seventeen, you think, well, that's you know, the canyons are you know, are part of the golf course. Uh, you know, it adds a bit of intrigue. It's it's beautiful, obviously. It's a bit of strategy. And uh, you look at a hole like seventeen. Um, compare that to four. Which again, what four is what 25, 30 yards from the, from the, I mean, I, you understand for safety reasons. Oh, that, yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, you look at it and you think, well, this is what it could be like. And uh, there's touches of that all over the place. Sometimes, what struck me about the golf course, it's just unremittingly dull. It's yeah. incredibly yeah. green. Yeah. Uh, the amount of water that, the, the, you know, oh, yeah. is uh, uh, that sometimes you, 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 if you, if you Didn't know where you were, you think. Well, I could be in some the Midwest or something. Uh, this is right uh, kind of dense, yeah. dull, uh, very green, uh, golf course. Uh, yeah,
0: bunker left, bunker right. But, well, actually, I wrote this down, credit
1: to uh, uh, uh Derek Duncan uh, at Golf Digest who noted this 14 out of 18 green complexes left, right. Yeah. Can you believe right.
0: that? Yeah, and the, and the fourth hole, um. No, the fourth just used to always be left. Now it's this horrible center bunker. The the green is just a disaster. But yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's very cookie cutter. Um, and then, and then you get into the details, and I, I mean, you can't—we won't go down. Them, but I mentioned it in the piece. Every green has this horrible little rim, like a like a mole, went around a, lo- <laughs> a gigantic mole, <laughs> and it's just sloppy construction work. You know, it's somebody not when the green was in, then you know, doing the handwork to kind of take that, and it's on almost every green and yeah, stuff like that. That's just um, just tacky and inexcusable. And and in their defense, in, in the first wave. They were working with a very limited budget, redoing the course. It was to tr- without the guarantee of a U.S. Open. They did it. Credit to the people who got it there. Um, but then when they've come back in, it's always been about spending more money on other things. And by the way, they still don't have a maintenance billing. They work out of the same tent that they had for the 2008 U.S. Open. That's their superintendent There's a miracle worker, uh, what he's been able to do. So there won't be questions about that. But the uh, one interesting point in all this discussion related to this year's tournament is the things that we're talking about absolutely drive Phil Mickelson crazy? <laughs> really? The, you know, he did a proposal for the North Course, tried, and I, you know, it, it was weird. It was handled weird. He got kind of disqualified in a weird way. Yeah. The whole thing was just weird. I, 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 I partly feel bad for him, but I partly don't because there was a secretive element that that was disappointing. I think he would have gotten more people on his side. But the general gist that he explained was that he wanted to get that feeling of the canyon edges creeping up a little bit more um, via not having lush turf, but having these kind of s- s- scrub areas. And um, and then Phil played the South, you know, a jillion times with the old green complexes. And when that changed, it really, you know, it it, it crushed him. And he he's really not liked it ever since, and he's been open about that. He- so it'll be interesting to see how he mentally deals with that now that he's... <laughs> going to be kind of this this i mean it it really was a problem for him in the 2008 u.s open he made a nine on 13 if he doesn't do that um he's in that tournament in a way which is just stunning because at the time he was um he just could not hide his disdain now he's a little bit older um you know he may be able to figure out a way to talk himself into it and maybe he'll he's old enough he'll forget some of the things he used to love about it, but his memories and it's, it's incredible. So it's going to be a fun thing to see what, what he does now is, as, as uh, uh, obviously going to be the center of attention next week. The, uh, yeah, he won, I think he won three
1: times pre Reese Jones. I think he won three yeah. times in that course. The, uh, well, what will help him this time around is the fact that he won't have two drivers in the in the bag. We <laughs> we hope not.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: which was one of my uh, great oh. memories of two thousand eight. Uh, see, in terms of just being a, a championship uh, uh, theatre as opposed to a golf course. I mean, do you think to- Tory works in that sense? I mean, it go does. back to yeah, uh, yeah. Because if you go back to two thousand eight, it's. Uh, I mean, it really was. It, it was. It was an epic. Uh, I, I don't know. It, really yeah. it was uh, epic, and it was embraced. I mean, the city were all over it. I mean,
0: oh yeah. Well, that's part of the, my my. And I know I'll get some people who are annoyed by the piece, but it's a great sports town. And uh, as you saw, yeah, in 2008, the way people. I mean, watching it last night, how many people came out for that playoff? Um, just the the energy of it. Uh, I love the whole kind of surfer vibe of the coast, and that's another thing. You know that those those coastal communities down there are so great and and the course is just doesn't capture even that atmosphere either um in terms of the architecture and kind of what you'd hope that it would and um it, it is great theater the pond on 18 is ridiculous but in a weird way it, it oh, sort of works uh, yeah, yeah it's it's absurd and, and it, but it does work for a, a risk reward par five i mean watching it again last night how tiger um but the role it played and and I forgot how tightly they had the bank shaved. I'll be curious to see what they do this year for that. But um it, it's yeah, it's cheesy and forced and yet it <laughs> it, it, it kind of works for that for the finish and seventeen, like we talked about, it's a better seventeenth hole now. Um I think you know, they have a new tee, although the T is awful, it's not very level, so we'll see how that works. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's just awful. I saw. I, I mean, I stood on it a few times, and I just think, really, we couldn't get this tee uh, a little bit flatter. But it gets you out there on a point, and and um, we'll see how far the guys are hitting it now, and if they if they uh, try to lay it up and all that. But um, so that hole's better. Sixteen's just a dud. Fifteen's just I see, a dud. Uh, 14's yeah, not anyway. bad. So four, fourteen is interesting because. Um, uh, it could be one of, just a phenomenal hole. I don't know why you have fairway bunkers protecting the hazard um, on the left. <laughs> you should be wanting to draw, you know, bring the fairway closer to the edge. Now, in in Rees's defense, I believe there were there was a Tory Pines over the Tory Pine over there, and now those are gone. Those are, a lot of those have died. But that would be literally the first thing I do on the property: is just go right over to 14, get those bunkers out, and move the fairway over. Um, now I was also one of the people who loved what Mike Davis did in 2008. Everybody seems to have hated that, but watching it again last night and seeing the shots that Tiger and Rocco hit when he moved the T's way up and made a drivable, I, I thought it was really fun. And I was there. You if you watch, I'm sitting right there on the tee on my uh, little shooting stick and, uh, for both the final round and, 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 the playoff. And it was so cool hearing the deliberation and, and, um, uh, and they knew it was coming, but still. And then to see the shot Rocco hit both times was so beautiful. And uh, so I thought that was cool. But yeah, is a disaster. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't. I don't know what's going on with that hole. It's it's just stinks. So uh,
1: yeah, fourteen will be playing its full measure Six of four hundred sixty-three oh. yards. Uh, so you uh, basically you'll be playing one hundred twenty yards. Uh, you know whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the state arm, they they move to the tease up. Uh, even hmm. our little 14-year-old was having a go. Uh, really fun, fun hole, uh, shorter. Wait, having a go at the green? Well, it was only playing about 270
0: or something like that. Oh, so they, play, oh, they did the full-on drivable thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, because I, I thought that tee had sort of been abandoned. Um, that, no, or no, yeah.
1: they, no, they, <laughs> no, they drove the green, trust me.
0: <laughs> cool, that's great. Yeah. I, like I said, I think, I think it's a neat hole. But my, it's interesting, Mike Davis was just, that one is always cited by so many people. As uh, like some sort of turning point where where it's just he just went too far with the course setup stuff. I, I've never I've never agreed with that that point. I I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic and added to that that two thousand eight Open. I uh,
1: before well on the same subject, you're thinking about LA uh, Country Club the Walker Cup. I can't remember the whole, Was it the what was it, AER par three?
0: Was that six? fifteen? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean. Uh, yeah, that
0: was really special. That wasn't
1: that just a wonderful uh, idea. It was, it's just a great, and it gave the guys kittens. I mean, I'm sure a, a fair amount of them
0: uh, birdied it, but I'm sure a fair amount of them bogeyed it as well. It was. We had one bogey. Oh, it was really? Stuart Hagestad, the member. <laughs> <laughs> Will Salatoris made the most incredible up and down there. Um, yeah, there were there were quite. It was like it was just the perfect dispersion of scores. Ah. Um, and th- that that was just a, so fun to watch. And uh, certain people just had beautiful shots in the Pac-12s. It was just as incredible. Uh, Casey Martin, the, the Oregon coach, was was out on the green wi- when his guys were on the tee and with waving both arms. This uh, standing on the spot where he wanted them to hit it to funnel the ball down and, and Russ Myers, the superintendent at the time. And I were just standing there watching. It was so fun to see, you know, he was actually coaching. There was real serious coaching. Cause he had seen the first guy come through. Um, Oh shoot. I forgot his name. The really good player. Uh, he was Weiss. a freshman at the time. No, 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 the, um, Oh shoot. Uh, he's, uh, anyway, uh, he, he was a freshman at the time and he graduated, he was on the, uh, the team that, that played so well in the NCA's, but he, um, uh, he went through and then Martin saw how it was playing and it was, it was, you had to be hit it kind of at the center and then let, let the spin and the ball just kind of come down. Even if you left you a downhill putt and it was just cool to see him out there, uh, doing that. And then a couple of his guys followed the line perfectly and, and one or two, uh, had tap-ins. Um, but but again,
1: look at you can hear the excitement in our voices when you talk about you know how they played fourteen in two thousand eight, how they played that whole uh, L A Country Club. Well, you know, you got a bit of insight into the psyche of the USGA. What's the chances of uh, an eighty five yard par three in a US Open? Zero.
0: Well, they'll, they'll do it again in twenty three at oh, L A. Uh, the they did it last week at uh, Olympic they got uh 15 under 100 yards on saturday oh i missed that yeah. yeah and uh no they're still fans of that that i don't think you'll see 14 at torrey pines played up as drivable next no, week th- th- i think no, that's, they're yeah. the current groups trying to get a, a back to somewhere between what mike davis brought um you know keeping some of the I mean, I'm not a fan at all of the they they do graduated rough on select halls. i I, I just find that. I like the graduated rough uh, concept, but' it just, like picking certain holes I just don't agree with as a it just seems it seems overcontrived. But I don't think you'll see them do that on on fourteen a Tory, but I do think you'll continue to see uh, mixing tees up a decent amount, and it's just they're they're getting more and more restricted. as you know, these organizations, The first two rounds of tournaments because they're just taking so long to get around courses they just have to move the field and when you do that where you make a par 4 drivable or you make a par 5 that's normally not reachable um, which is rare but that still happens occasionally and you make it reachable that really slows up play and now these, these first two days are such marathons with modern green speeds and players uh speed and and then all the weights because of the holes they they can reach into and they just have to try to do things to move the field around now and so it it does limit their hand uh, their ability at least both on the the tour level the lpga and the usga the um we should uh probably
1: get this to the end we've been going on quite long uh the although very much fun uh, the a uh, couple of things uh reese jones is uh c- comprehensively out of fashion
0: now isn't he that's that's uh no longer the
1: gil hans is the new open doctor isn't he
0: he is yeah i mean i don't think he would ever uh, be too I mean, i've called him that a couple times and he and he, and he uh, like does that. not like that no i mean he laughs but it, no yeah he is um uh, getting a call at a lot of these places that either have a PGA or an open. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I did see Reese is working at some high profile course recently, but, uh, but generally, no, it's, 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 it's more of uh, a, gill these days. Uh,
1: the, uh, what about Tory? Uh, what's the future for Tory in terms of,
0: uh, uh, us <sighs> opens and USGA and PGA championship. I mean, I, got- I think it'll oh. be back for, for a couple of reasons. Um, it probably makes in a normal time more money than maybe any venue for them, except I mean, I think chambers Bay did probably as well, but it has the ability to be a huge revenue generator, which isn't a great reason necessarily. But, um, if it allows them to go to an LA country club or, or the country club or Marion now and then where let's face it, there's just not as much, uh, ability to make as much money. I, to me, that's a win. um, the weather's sensational. It uh they don't like going to a place that hosts a tour event annually, and I think more and more they really don't like that. Even though Pebble Beach and tory Pines just are radically different courses mm. in June than they are in in January or February, they're just not even close. I mean, tory the the greens are always soft, and the farmers it's ryegrass grass. They're really touting the kukuya this time. I'll I'll be curious if it's really as prevalent as they say, because five inches of Kakuya is crazy, but. Mm. Um, uh, so I think the thing, the question I have, the mystery to me is Tory is the one place that would be perfect to to revisit the men and women playing back-to-back weeks. And I thought, I, I view what happened at Pinehurst as a success. Um, I think the, the difficulty with Pinehurst is that you can get weather and it just makes, it adds a tension that they don't really want to deal with if they have to spill into Monday um when you're doing a back to back week thing like that plus their landing areas are you know pretty similar and and that's something they they don't want to have a lot of divots and and all that divoting is uh, the word i believe it's so torrey to me is a place where you could vary the landing areas a little better the you know you're not going to get a rain out um it's an easy place to get to there's just all these reasons why it it would be the Ideal place, and I, I just for the life of me don't understand because the concept of the USGA anchor site system that they've been floating, and I, I don't know if it'll be a success. Which is basically going to a, a rota. Yeah. Um. I, I don't like the idea one because I love that they're going back to the Country Club. That I love they're going to L.A. Country Club. I love that they're going to a public course in Torrey Pines. I think what they've done has worked, but for from a cost and uh, logistics point of view. And it's just such a headache to go to new venues. And so I think they like that, but I just don't know if the clubs that they, the, the, the Oakmonts, the Wingfoots are really going to go for that. And so I think Tory Pines, it'll be a while, but I do believe it'll be back. But I, I just, I would love to see the women go first and then the men play the second week. Um, I think that should be the format in the Olympics too, but TV dictates that in both cases. And, um, I don't, for the life of me, I don't understand why that's died since the 2014 experiment. Um, I thought it was a. I thought it was a, a great success. And, that, and by the way, that's in a place where they don't have enough. I mean, I, to me, Pinehurst is probably uh, one of the best U.S. Open courses and one of the worst places for an Open in terms of the fan experience and uh, getting there and, and all that. And so, Torrey's the opposite. It's a. It's a yeah. good fan experience. A lot of places to stay. Um, it just would work as a two week place a lot better. And so I, I, I could see somebody, maybe Mike Wan. That's something he will, he'll, he'll ask the question because he sounds like somebody who's going to ask a lot of questions of these people. Some of them are going to be really dumb <laughs> when he asks them about range finders, uh, as, as the new <laughs> interview in golf digest exposed. Um, but then, He's going to ask great questions. One of the questions in that interview is, I don't understand. What's wrong with bifurcation? I just laughed. I went, yes, that's the question we all ask too. Um, But he will ask that question and say, hey, why can't we do that back-to-back thing again? If you're looking to save money and headache on logistics, why aren't we doing that? Um, I, I hope that's what he asks because I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I think 2014. I mean, did you feel like the 2014 oh, thing was?
1: Absolutely. And, uh, well, I have two memories of the- 2014. One that, uh, well, uh, yeah, the back to back thing was great. I, I, I mean, really, I mean, Michelle Wee winning obviously elevated the, the yeah. profile of the, of the Women's Open as well. <laughs> there was Donald Trump complaining about the look of Pinehurst.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's he,
1: right. He, he'll gonna he, he will love uh, Tory Pines, the the verdant. Yeah, that's more his. Uh, yeah, that's couple, more his. I uh,
0: forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, I I can't remember why he why he. Uh, oh, he didn't think it wasn't uh it wasn't
1: his brought it up. It wasn't Bedminster, oh, oh. obviously. Uh, well, yeah, well yeah. yeah. I just want just on uh, Tory. Uh, you know, will it ever go back? I don't you think it'll fall victim to the the, the new fashion of, uh, of playing these. Um, do them as it quotes and quotes classic designs. It I just could. wonder if uh, yeah, I wonder if that 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 will put paid to it. I mean, there seems to be a certain amount of pe- pessimism that that ever will go back.
0: Maybe that'll change. Yeah, that that definitely is part of it. There's there is, I mean, you you know from your time following these things, compared to even just five years ago, but especially compared to ten or fifteen or twenty years ago, the value placed on. Going to a great course and what that does for the ambiance of a, a championship, and and you saw it with the women at Olympic Club, and you're seeing it more and more that that people appreciate that, and it makes for a better um, better tournament in every way. And it could fall victim to that. Um, I, I I think that's certainly an issue, but I, I, I actually I would really I would say that hosting the annual tour event and um, uh, where they've got Lined up, uh, and the anchor site concept are probably the, the bigger issues. But I, I ultimately think the anchor site thing will not really happen. It'll be, it'll be more of just basically Pinehurst and Oakmont and Pebble beach. Cause Oakmont seems to be in on that maybe, but, but definitely Pinehurst and Pebble will be locked in and that's great. Um, but I think there's still going to be room down the road for, for these, uh, occasional, uh, Tories and LAs and and uh, and I think is uh, the West Coast thing is still crazy to me how these organizations aren't trying harder and harder to they they're trying a little but and and the golf ball going too far really does rule out several venues um, or, or building a, a, a new venue on the West Coast or or going to, looking at something like a I don't know Sandpiper or something and um, trying to get big golf out here because it's just it's just you know it's just the weather's more predictable in the summer and it's just more people see it because it can be played in prime time it's terrible for people in in the uk it's it ends up finishing in the middle of the night but what do we care about them right okay thanks very much <laughs> um, anyway we'll,
1: we'll we'll call it uh, looking forward to i know i'm looking forward to uh i'm looking forward to uh coverage want to a yes. little, little bit of thank
0: support. you yeah daily coverage and uh the usga would not uh, grace me with a pass maybe i need to grow a beard and put a hat on backwards <laughs> um and hawk uh, merchandise uh, peter millar and and all the good companies that uh speak to the everyday man but uh i will uh i will you know it's sad but in a weird way lawrence right now with the way the the player bubbles and all that it it's it's sad but you can other than being able to share insights about the golf course you can do better coverage away i mean no laying up just is doing a great job yeah. during these events if you're on twitter and you you like you know post round conversation golf channel's just made life from boring and the conversation is skirting issues and so if you really want authenticity and you want sharp takes and um, it's, it's people like them and, and, and Andy and Brendan doing their podcasts every day. And I feel like my newsletter is a different thing than what they do. And it's sadly, I, I, it kills me cause that, that, that week at Torrey Pines, uh, was one of my great weeks in, in my life. It was, it was so fun, everything about it. Uh, and so it, it kills me not to, to be there, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't grow the game like some people. So that's, that's where we're at with, uh with the modern USGA.
1: The uh yeah, that was one of the worst weeks of my life 2008 I wrote a piece really? that appeared on. No, no, I'm only teasing. It. Oh. On Monday morning I wrote a piece saying 18 whole playoff suck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I forgot how good the playoff was watching it again last oh. night. And I I mean I remember it was good, but then seeing it again, seeing how clutch Rocco was yeah. and you just think, "Oh, he's done now. He's three back." And now granted, the version they showed last night was trimmed uh to the best of but it was still like wow what a great playoff <laughs> the
1: uh the, the worst thing about it was the uh the, the extra hole it was so i mean it was yeah over. That, it ended,
0: yeah exactly that's what you remember is the ending was a dud but getting to it was um well, I think was played superb it. and the uh, did, did they play the extra hole on seven was it seven it was seven a real, yeah, yeah it was a weird was right of as well i don't know why they played it on seven
1: Uh, and it was was close by uh, and it was also it was so it was so because it's a tough hole i mean it really favored tiger (laughs) you know it really did did. (laughs) yeah rocco had no chance
0: you know and by Uh, the way another hole that just all i mean six and seven or two that that don't get mentioned enough is just could be so cool and so good and they're just they're well, just not the quite thing about. There.
1: I mean, we're over. We're over this conversation, but, the, but oh, I know. two and five are basically the same hole. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why would you have two oh, identical yeah, holes? Not
0: holes? Nothing right. strategic about them. Uh, uh, nothing. I mean, six could be the coolest double fairway hole where if you you know you hug the canyon edge, you get a great angle to go for the green and two. If you bail out left, you're you, you you know just basic basic architecture could make the that one. Uh, and two and five, yeah. There's just. um they are. They're, the, they're pretty much the same hole, except two is a little bit uphill. And
1: Anyway. Yeah, it's disappointing. I, so I, I just have a word out to uh, Tommy. Uh, your good pal Tommy has done a, a rendering of what the third hole yeah. could, could look like in the in, to accompany your uh, piece in McKellar. Yeah, Tommy um,
0: Naccarado, yep. I, again,
1: uh, Jeff, not to blow smoke up both of your backsides, but as soon as you see the the visual in the magazine of uh, what three is right now and what you three could be I mean, it's just like being hit over the head with a hammer it, yeah it's astonishing
0: and the, uh go well, on four photos and beautiful you know we, we use the same photo for both uh but it's just beautiful light i was out that was taken one day uh before i left the grounds for the the farmers uh in 2019 it's just gorgeous light and it's still just you look at the features and you go oh it well, just that, fights it that, just fights the land so well, much. The, even even in that beautiful soft light uh, and, and that
1: bunker i mean it's just oh.
0: I, I, I mean oh and the green has the like two functional hull locations. It's a nightmare for the setup people, and it and it goes away from the canyon. It's, oh, it's just awful. Um, <laughs> it's just awful, and it's got all these multiple great alternate tees. You know, you can play it a little longer from the right. You can play it short up high. So the tee part of it's really good, but the yeah. green and then the green is just set up for for this sort of redan like. Thing and the, the you oh, it's gross. There's a big catch basin over on the right. So for daily play, it's goofy. Uh, and then for and it doesn't really bring the canyon in play. It's it's uh, I, 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 but they I, will play that one very short. I suspect really? one day.
1: The uh, yeah, it just strikes me that uh, you know if you'd given a twelve-year-old, you know, a train, yeah. and I'm sure Pretty that the they would, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's the, the lack of imagination is quite striking. You, yeah. That was a great choice to illustrate what what it could be at, 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 at Tory Pines. So, of course, Jeff, uh, God, we've been talking for more than an hour. Yeah. I'm sorry I kept you on so long. Uh, great to have you on, and maybe we'll have you on again sometime in the future. Thanks. for All coming right, on. thank
0: you, Lawrence. Appreciate it. Your side, I reach out just to
1: touch you, then I realize it's a wide world.